from 1 Peter chapter 4, 12 to 14, and 1 Peter 1, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 14, followed by 1 Peter 1, verse 7. I'm going to read. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you're insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. First Peter 1.7 That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and the glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. My Father, we are grateful to you. This morning, we yield our lives to you, Father. Lord, we pray that you would speak into our lives. Stir us up for our love and devotion to grow and to be closely, Lord, locked into your love. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we rebuke it in Jesus' name and we take victory. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Today's message is titled, The Fired Up Fire. The Fired Up Fire. Apostle Peter writing, he says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you. And we live in this world, there are many things that surprise us. There are many things that startles us, praise God. Some of the surprises, we love them. Some of them, we cannot stand it, praise God. Some are orchestrated and well planned out by our friends or by those who love us. We walk into a place and behold, there is a roar. It says, surprise, and that's a delightful experience. But then there are sometimes events that transpire in our lives that we are taken by surprise. And it is not something that we look forward to. At times, it startles us. At times, it shakes us to the very core of our being. Have you ever been surprised, startled, shaken to the core of your being? Can you remember an incident or an event where you were so surprised that it turned into a trial, praise God, which tested the very strength of your faith, your allegiance, your loyalty to your God and to the word of God. Apostle Peter is saying, listen, I don't want you to be surprised by the fiery trials when it comes upon you. 
Praise God. What he's basically saying is that, listen, it's not whether it's going to come or not. But rather, it is taken into consideration that it will come. He's saying, when it comes on you. Praise God. All of us as Christians, when this journey with the Lord Jesus, you and I are going to experience trials in our lives which would test our faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is bound to happen. If it does not already happen, it will happen. Everyone goes through trials in their lives. Praise God. A Christian who is rooted in the word of God, an authentic, genuine Christian should expect trials in their lives. A Christian is not immune from issues, from trials, from persecutions in their lives. Just because you came to know Jesus and received Christ in your life and made Jesus the Lord of your life does not mean that you and I live a sheltered life. Praise God. Sheltered from the assault of the enemy that's constantly looking out for you and for me. But you and I should be assured of the fact that God has a covering around us. At times, he would allow trials to come in our lives. And according to Peter, he says, it is so that, that when it comes upon you to test you, it is to trust you. It is a time for us to know and to understand the strength of our faith in our lives. Praise the Lord. You know, when trials come, some trials are visible. Some are not visible. Some are known. Some are not known. Some are shared. Some are shrouded. Praise God. There are people who would like to share what they are going through. There are times without sharing, the world knows what we are going through. At the same time, there are people who silently go through trials in their lives. So this morning, I want to bring to you five aspects in a trial. Praise the Lord. Five aspects in a trial. Number one, praise God, the time of the trial. Number two, the faith exhibited in the trial. Number three, the peace in the trial. Number four, the fellowship in the trial. Number five, the glory through the trial. Praise the Lord. Five things, one more time. Number one, the time of the trial. Number two, the faith in the trial. Number three, the peace in the trial. Number four, the fellowship in the trial. Number five, 
the glory in the trial. Praise the Lord. So it is already established that every one of us will go through trials and testings in their lives. Praise the Lord. In our personal lives, as individuals, some go through as a family. Praise God. There are churches that go through such trials. But the Bible gives us assurance and strength that we need so that we can overcome. We God wants us to be overcomers regardless of the extent, the magnitude, and the degree of trial that we go through. Praise the Lord. We need to understand when we look at the scripture, both in the old and then in the new, we see there were God's saintly people who went through trials in their lives. Praise God. Here Peter is talking about a fiery trial. He's saying the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold, that perished. People at that time understood what it meant because they could relate to it. Because there was a way that gold was purified. The impurity in the gold was taken out as it was sent through a process in the fire. It was sent through a furnace and the smelter, the man who manned the furnace, would be very carefully observing as this gold will turn. It's liquefied and he would keep a sharp eye on that Gold as the impurities were taken. And the eastern smelter, the man who observed this furnace, he would wait till he could see his reflection in that gold. That told him that the process of purification was done and it was time to take this out of the furnace. Likewise, you and I would go through the crucible of trial in our lives. But I want to assure you of the fact, praise God, the one who is watching over us, he carefully observes us and he would make sure that you and I would not go through an iota of what you and I should not go through in our lives. Praise the Lord. At times, uh, we see that the assault is released and unleashed by the forces of darkness. Even when that is allowed in our lives, God is in control. Tell your neighbor, God is in control. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, God is in control. Hallelujah. Let me ask you. Are you going through any kind of trials in your life, even as you're seated in the church this morning? Maybe it's a trial that everybody knows. Maybe it's a trial that nobody knows. I want to assure you of the fact, whether your trial is known by everyone or not known by anyone, Jesus knows what you are going through. Praise God. And I want to assure you of the fact that Jesus has a last word over our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. He has a last word over our life. Praise God. 
Peter uses the word fiery trial. Praise God. Fiery trials. The levels of trial vary with individuals. Praise God. Some literally go through fiery trials in their lives. Praise God. Some of the trials and testings that comes in our way are state-sponsored. Praise God. What does that mean? When the government is standing against you. Praise God. But regardless of who is standing against you, God is standing for you. Praise God. The fiery trial. There are so many examples in the Bible that we can take to talk about the fiery trial. This morning, I have taken a text from the scripture which literally talks about the fiery trial. Can you know, do you know who that could be? All right. Anybody? Job. Job went through a fiery trial. Praise God. Who else went through a literally fiery trial? Praise God. The three boys, the three boys went through a literal fiery trial. Praise the Lord. So that's what we are going to look into. See, we need to ask the question, are we able to handle the heat? Praise God. Can you stand the heat? Whether you are in a trial or not, I want to tell you, when you live in this society, in this world, whether you are in your workplace, whether you are at your business, whether you are at school, whether you are involved in ministry, I want to tell you, God's people should expect and learn to stand enduring the heat. Praise God. Can you handle the heat. Praise God. If you have to handle the heat, heat, if you have to handle the fire, if you need to stand still, stand strong, go through the fire, I want to tell you before even getting into the message, it is possible if you have the fire of God burning in you. If you have the fire of the Holy Spirit in you, you are able to stand the heat and handle the heat. God wants us to be people who can handle the heat. Tell to your neighbor, neighbor, handle your heat. All right. See, so talking about these three boys, they were under tremendous social pressure. Have you ever experienced social pressure in your life? Anybody? Social pressure? What's the social pressure? What's the social pressure? We all know blood pressure, right? Every one of us know blood pressure. And some people, they quite often uh, mistake pressure for pleasure. Now, pleasure and pressures are two different things. Okay, social pressure, we call it the peer Pressure, hmm? where the society, the, uh, they, they impose or influence, put their influence upon us and pressure us 
to become something that we are not or to mold our life in a way that they deem fit for us. These boys are under tremendous pressure. Praise God. Can you imagine what the pressure was? Look at this, you know. They were, they were, throw, they, they were asked to do what? They were asked to worship the image that the state had sponsored, you know. You know, they did not have congressmen or advocates or lawyers that they could go and appeal against the, the, the law that was there. It was, it, was, it was a dictator. It was a monarch. And what he said went. That's it. There was no if and buts. So the pressure was so immense. And mind you, the Bible says that, you know, when the music started, everybody did what? What did they do? Everybody danced? No, they all did what? Bow down. That was, the, that was what was required. Now that was, now imagine, okay? Everyone is bowing down and you are the only one standing up. Can you imagine that pressure? Can you imagine that pressure? The pressure that is exerted from the outside and the pressure that is building on the outs inside see if you have to overcome the pressure that is imposed on us from the outside the pressure that builds on the inside has to be more you can't stand under pressure if the pressure, the power within is not stronger than the pressure that is imposed upon you. These boys are under tremendous pressure. Now mind you, what was the chant that was going on? You know, the chant was, everybody is doing it. Everybody is going for it. Everybody is saying this. Have you ever heard that? Everybody's going. I want to go. Everybody's doing it. I want to do. Everybody's saying it. I want to be like that. Everybody is, a, is cool. I want to be cool. That's the pressure. Not every pressure is a direct attack on your faith. But let me tell you, there are attacks that are on our faith, on the very core of what you believe. And these boys found themselves under tremendous social pressure. It is in this pressure that the chief person who was pressuring them found out three things. Number one, he found out that these three boys would not budge, would not bow down, and would not burn. He found out that these three were so unique that they will not budge, they will not bow down, and they will not burn. Praise God. Wow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me ask you, hmm, when pressures are put upon us, 
how would be how would we be able to fare imagine yourself hanging out with your friends you know friends from school college or friends from church sometimes the friends from the church might not be much different than the friends from the school why why come on guys how many of you have friends how many of you are a friend we we are in both the, both the places but sometimes the friends in the church are not much different than the friends from the school there's two reason for that one reason is it's because you have the same friends at school and church that's a good reason you know what the other reason is right all right if you don't know come and see me after the church i'll tell you all right let's move on okay <laughs> sometimes the world around us it would put so much pressure on us to conform to conform and it will take a lot of strength and courage and conviction in the word of god to stand your ground and mind you let me tell you if it's not happened already it will happen you and i will be tested to see whether we can stand the heat whether we will be able to stand the ground now i want to jump the gun gun here for a moment quite often many of us and i want to include myself in this does not advance into the level of higher degree of heat in life because we have given up in what in smaller fights yeah you know the the consequences here was very interesting the king's edict is very clear if you don't bow down i'll throw you into the fiery furnace you know when we think about furnace what comes to your mind when i think about furnace the furnace that comes to our mind is where they bake rolls where they bake breads where they bake cakes right that's the furnace that comes to our mind we're not talking about this is that that kind of a furnace it's one of those huge furnace where they smelt iron ore and and things of that sort so the pressure was immense upon these these three guys who are they s m a all right shadrak meshak abednego okay let's let's move on hold it right there you know what was the issue that was at stake here what was going on they were asked to do what bow down to the idol and they refused why why come on quick don't take a whole day huh they would only serve the living god so in other words they were just simply exclusively standing on the laws on the word of god and they were convinced and there was no going any other way praise god you know i have met um in in our mission field the mission field that the church is actively engaged in in uttarakhand there is a there is a 
missionary called Ganshyam Sharma. And this brother, he used to be a lunatic. He used to be literally a madman who was chained with iron chains. And he used to go out of control. Somebody came and prayed for him and over him. And the Lord broke the chain that was on him. Sanity returned back to him. And he's an active worker. He has baptized more than 300 people in a short span of time. Very short span of time. Actually, a new believer was ushered into the ministry because what God had done in his life. And he's working in a very volatile area. And he has brought so many people to the Lord. And there is so much pressure that is building upon him. That they have literally watchouts right in front of his house. Every time he steps out of his house, somebody would knock at his shoulder and say, Hey, where are you going? He was, he was brought before the magistrate and was asked to explain why he was doing what he was doing. He said that I am preaching the kingdom of God. The man said, you know, I'm going to shut down the king, your kingdom of God. He said, if you shut down the kingdom of God, I will come into your office and I'll dance before you. Such boldness. When nobody is around to support, there are people who are standing their ground for their faith. Let me ask you, we live in a, in, in, in a country that is so much freedom. Tomorrow, if there is, this freedom is taken out, would we be able to stand our ground? If we cannot stand for our faith within the circle of our friends, within the circle of our co-workers, within the circle of our so-called church, do you think we will be able to handle the kind of heat that is released from the pits of hell. Praise the Lord. Amen. Many a times, people don't even find that we are Christians. How many of you are undercover Christians? Any undercover Christians? No undercover Christians? Come on. There are lots of undercover Christians, you know. But Jesus, you think Jesus loves them, the undercover Christians? Yes or no? At least answer this question. It's a good question. Jesus loves even the undercover Christians. But you cannot be under the wraps forever. Praise God. Someday you will have to step out of the cover. Praise God. And I pray it's earlier than what you and I would envision. Let's move on. Praise God. The issue here was bow down and worship. Worship is a big issue. Worship is a big issue. There is always an assault that is released against worship. Whether it is seen or unseen. Many people come to worship and they cannot worship. Because there is a power that is subduing them. They cannot concentrate. They cannot put their minds. They cannot arrest their thoughts. They come and they sit in worship. But their minds are floating all around. Do you know someone like that? We 
in the house of God. But our devotion and our attention and our affection is all splintered. It's taken out. The worship and the focus that should go to Jesus is quite often splintered because there is an appeal unless a mind is prepared to give God the glory, unless a mind is prepared to God, give God the praise, unless there is a disciplined mind, you and I cannot give him the very best. Forget about going into the fire. The question is, when you come in the house of God, in the banner of worship, can I give the worship that is due unto his name? Oh, my God. Praise God. How often there is battle raging within our minds? Praise God. Unsettled issues. Strongholds, habits that cannot be overcome, disturbs our mind and takes our mind away from worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's important. See, folks, let me say it with all love. Praise God. If we are giving 90 minutes of a week to Jesus Sunday morning, let's make sure that we are giving him what we are supposed to give. Praise God. Hallelujah. And if that means I need to prepare my heart, I need to condition my spirit, I need a deep cleansing, I need to do that. I can't be watching movie all night, Saturday night, and come and be, praise God. Yeah, I'll be lifting up hands, but my mind will be on that movie. Praise God. We'll be singing about heaven, but we'll be thinking about Star Wars. Yes. It's, it happens. Praise God. So our heart should be prepared. Okay. Moving on, worship an issue because, you know, Jesus was tempted. Satan said what? Bow down and worship me. This is something that's going on in every era, every era. Praise God. Worship, worship. Revelation talks about the Antichrist, Revelation chapter 13. He will demand worship. If today worship is snatched out of our zone, let me tell you a time will come where they will demand that you bow down to something else. Let me ask you, what are we bowing down to? Are there things and entities in our lives that we are bowing down to? Some bow down to the big screens. 
Some down, bow down to bottles. Some bow down to the spirits. Some down, bow down to the pot. Some bow down to porn. I don't know what you're bowing down to, but let me tell you, there is only one person worthy to be bowed down, and that is the Lord Jesus. If you're going to do any bowing down, do it to the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The time of the trial. Praise God. The trial came knocking at their door when they were not stumbling and fumbling, but they were standing for the Lord. Praise God. This young men were people who were proven. They had come through tests and they were elevated. And when they were consistent in their walk, consistent in their living, consistent in what they believed in, the trial came into their lives. Praise God. Trials come in our life at the least expected time. Praise God. Not when they were dabbling in sin, but when they were standing strong for him. There was no excuse, no cop-out plan. Praise God. They did not come up with a solution saying, we will bow down on the outside, but stand on the inside. Praise God. God wants you and I to stand on the inside and stand on the outside for our faith. Praise God. They did not say that for a season we will do this and we will we will we will do what is right at a later on stage or as later on stage in their lives the trials comes to you when you are least expecting but when you are strong in your faith praise god hallelujah and i want to tell you many people feel the other day i say this because the other day i was visiting somebody's house and they had asked me to come over for prayer and this is what the sister told me. She said, Pastor, when I was living worldly, I had no issues. I was partying. I was doing all these things. And now that I've come to the Lord and I decided that I'm going to stand for the Lord, I am living the way that I should live. It seems that I'm going through all these issues in my life. Praise God. I want to assure you if you're thinking like that, you're not going through trials because God hates you, but rather he sees something in you that's worth bringing out with a greater grace, with a greater grace, and with a greater glory. Praise God. Let me repeat that. Praise God. You go through what you go through in your life. It's not because God hates you, but God seems, God deems it fit, and he sees in you that what's going to come out of you is going to be full of grace, full of grace, and full of glory that will exalt his name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Peter is saying, don't be surprised, praise God, when it comes knocking at your door. Ask God to give you the grace 
to stand strong and tall for him. Praise God. The time of the trial. Remember Job? The time of the trial. Praise God. The man was a worshiper. Praise God. He was a man who conducted his business fear. He was a man who managed his home well. When his children partied, the man would offer sacrifice covering them. Wow. Praise God. But trials came knocking at his door. Praise God. Shall we move on? The faith in the trial. Praise God. These three boys, their faith was established faith. What kind of faith? Established faith. What does established faith mean? Praise God. You know, look what they are saying. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand. O king, but if it if not, let it be known to you, king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. In fact, they were saying, we don't have to get into a huddle. We don't have to call a board meeting. We don't have to call a committee meeting. We don't have to come and pray over it for the night to tell you an answer in this matter. Praise God. Our faith is established. Praise God. Our faith is, is, is something that is lively and active. It's not dormant. But our faith is something that we live in. We don't need to regroup and rethink what we need to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Their faith was established. You know, the average carnal Christian would say something like this. You know, when you are in Rome, B.A., when you're in Rome, B.A., Roman. When you're in Babylon, B.A., B.A., somebody says Shaolin, thank you. That's good, that's right. Glory said it. That's, that's the norm. But in matters of faith, praise God, you stand strong and tall for what the word of God says. Praise God, the world will tell us, go get along. You know, a little bit compromise is okay. A little bit here and a little bit there. Live and let live. Praise God. How many of you heard the word live and let live? Huh? Yep. Hmm. Christians are supposed to be getting along with everybody and everything. So don't stand alone. But these men, they did not what? They did and they stood alone, and God stood by them. Their faith was established faith. Their faith was strong faith. Look what they are saying. They are saying, our God, Daniel 3.17, our God is able. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you believe that your God is able? Do you believe that? Praise God. Believe God is able. Events will come in our life which will test the core of what we believe. At that time, you and I should believe and you and I should express that our God is able. Tell your neighbor, 
Our God is able. Praise God. Yeah, when the enemy is going to ask you, who is this God that can deliver you? You should be able and you should be willing and you should believe that God is able. The psalmist says, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee. That's the word of the holy God. He will deliver us. If he doesn't deliver you through the fire, he will deliver us in the fire. Praise God. See, deliverance in three realms. One, he can deliver you out of the fire. Number two, he can deliver you in the fire. Number three, he can see you through the fire. Amen. Praise God. Their faith was a consistent faith. What does that mean? It did not, it did not what? No, it did not waver. Their faith was consistent. Praise God. Look what they're saying. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set us set up. See, God is able to deliver us. We don't have any doubt that he will deliver us. And he will deliver us. No doubt about that. But if not, we are not going to serve God. Even if God chooses not to deliver us out of this fire, we will not serve or bow down to your idol. Praise God. They had no doubt about God's power. But... They also had, you know, this is what they employed. This is, you know, let me ask you. Look what they're saying. Even if our God does not deliver us. Praise God. Does your faith have an even if clause? This is something seriously we need to think. Does your faith have an even if clause? ഞങ്ങളുടെ ദൈവം ഞങ്ങളെ രക്ഷിച്ചാലും വിടുവിച്ചില്ലെങ്കിലും regardless of god coming through for them or not they are saying that we believe worship is for god and god alone will have worship wow that's having a lot of boldness praise god i want to i want to finish this part i want to take your attention to what the writer of hebrews says And the writer of Hebrews puts it like this in Hebrews 11, 32 to 34. Praise God. You know, he's giving a list of deliverance that is taking place. How God came through, praise God, from the, in the lion's den, in the fiery furnace, in, 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 through the Red Sea, through every kinds of battles. People came through victorious. But he doesn't stop there. He goes to verse 35 to 39, and I want to draw your attention here. And others were tortured, 
not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute and afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the deserts and in mountains and in the dens and caves of the earth. These all have obtained a good report through faith. I don't want to pop your balloon, but this is what God's word says. It is, have, it is one thing to have the faith to escape and it's quite something else to have the faith to endure. It is one thing to believe that God will heal. And it's quite another thing to believe even if he doesn't, he's still God. He's sovereign God and he's worthy to be worshipped. It's one thing to believe that God will deliver it's also, it takes a greater faith to believe even though he does not deliver. It's one thing to believe that God will deliver the package even if he does not deliver the package. He is still God. Hallelujah. Faith is not primary, primarily receiving what God will give you. Praise God. Faith is not primarily receiving what you want from God. Praise God. But it is accepting what God gives you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. What kind of a faith do we have? Do we have a established faith? An assured faith? A strong faith? A consistent faith? Or a fairy tale faith? Only you can answer it. And it's between you and the Lord. Praise God. We said five things and we covered two things. The other three, God willing, next week. But let me ask you. Praise God. The first one we said was what? Huh? A time of trial. The second one is the faith in trial. Praise God. All eyes closed. Faith comes by. Hearing and hearing God's word. Do you have room for God's word in your line, time, in your life? Do you have room for God's word in your schedule? Do you have room? Do you have a desire for the word of God in your life? God wants your faith to be established. God wants your faith to be strong. God wants your faith to be consistent. God wants your faith to be assured. God wants your faith to be a packed faith. Praise God. 
one that will stand the test of time. Father, we yield our lives to you. Lord, we pray that all of us will become strong, dedicated, committed Christians. That God will see it fit to let us go through trials so that we will come out full of grace, full of grace, and full of glory for Jesus. Bestow grace upon your people. And we commit specially God's people into your hands, those who are going through trials right now. Father, I pray that the faith in them will increase. Help them to believe that God is able. That God is able. That God is able. Let it be ingrained in the flesh, in their heart, Father. In the tablets of their heart that God is able. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We pray that we will become, we will go from victory to victory. May the smaller battles in our lives prepare us for greater battles for the Lord. For Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.